Hello, it's Andrew May, and welcome to the Performance Intelligence Podcast, Bite Size Edition. This is where we take a clip from a previous podcast and amplify it for you in a snack-sized format. Before we get into the interview, I've got a small favor to ask. We would love a rating and review. This really helps us grow the podcast, and your feedback informs future interviews and where we're taking this. So if you can, please pause, go to your favorite platform, give us a rating, give us a review, leave some feedback. It really makes a difference to what we're doing behind the scenes. Optimize performance through adapting your physical, psychological, and emotional state. In this recent bite size from episode number 89, Jake Bailey shares the story of his relationship with his girlfriend, Gemma. It's a beautiful story. And how within just one week of them starting to date, he was diagnosed with one of the most aggressive forms of cancer known to man. Jake shares the heartwarming story of how Jemima stuck by him through one of the worst periods of his life and how this has made their relationship so, so strong. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. There's a simple answer, yes or no. No pause. You've just got to answer whatever sure. comes into your mind straight away. Absolutely. Do you realise how impactful the presentations you have are? Uh, <laughs> yes or no? Uh, I, I think yes. And and I guess the, and the reason I ask to you, I'm just interrupting you, because you, you, you're eloquent, you're humble. I've been in your presentation a couple of years ago at the Tour de Cure Snowball. And I get goosebumps thinking about it now. It was moving. It was emotion-provoking, thought-provoking, humble. Uh, it, was, it was just it was one of the best presentations I've seen, and I've seen a lot of presentations over the years. And did, I just wanted to know, do you realise the power that getting up on stage has on other people's lives? I, I, I suppose certainly at the point when you saw that presentation, I don't think I did... I don't think I did realise. And certainly throughout my experience, even from the outset of, of the first speech that went viral, I've always been blown away by the impact that my words have, have had on other people. Um, but more than that, I've been blown away by the impact that their reciprocal words have had on me. So I think what has really shown me shown me how much of an impact this had on other people is uh, their willingness to open up and and to share their own stories. And and after presentations, I you know meet with people and and they come and talk to me and they say you know my son or my daughter uh, is going through cancer right now or has passed away from cancer. And I've had audience members come up to me and say tell me that they had been diagnosed with cancer themselves the day prior and they hadn't even found it within themselves to tell their husbands yet. And, and the first person they felt that they could tell about their diagnosis was was me. And, and I guess if anything has shown me the impact that, that I've been fortunate enough to have on other people through sharing that story, it's the amazing stories which people have shared uh, have shared in kind to me as, as, as a reciprocal moment. And I think that is really what has been so special for me about having this opportunity and this blessing to be able to go and share, to share my story with people. And one of the first people you did share that experience with as an 18-year-old is your girlfriend, Jemima. Uh, tell her I said hello, lovely Jemima. I will. Because you told her just after you, or you just met before you were diagnosed, is that correct? Yeah, I think I'd have to look back. I think we were, we'd been going out for less than two weeks uh, at the time that I was diagnosed and, and she was 17 and I was 18. So it was hardly like a, you know, we weren't in a, in a committed long-term relationship where you'd be expecting a partner to stand by your side and support you. It was actually the polar opposite to that. So what did you say to her? 
when you were diagnosed? Well, I, I called her into, into the room. And as I said, I was on some quite strong medication at the time. So I decided that the best way to go about this is to say to Jemima, the doctors know what's wrong with me, but I don't think I should tell you. And Jemima took a, a different view on whether that was the right thing to say or not. She said, I think you probably should tell me. And so I told her that I had Burkitt's non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And according to her rendition of this story, I actually neglected to mention the fact that it was a form of cancer. She sort of had to, to deduce that from, from the atmosphere of the room uh, more than anything that I'd said specifically. So I, t- I told her about what the situation was and, and, Basically, what it boiled down to was I, I said, it's going to get really messy really fast. And that's that's not fair on you. That's not what you signed up for two weeks ago or 10 days ago. You know, you have you have a life, you have exams coming up, you have an athletics season coming up. What you need to do is you need to run for the hills and, and I won't blame you for that. Uh, and no one is going to blame you for that, but you just need to, to get out of here because um, things are going to go downhill really quite quickly from this point onwards. And I'll never forget, it was, it was the most powerful moment I've experienced in my life, but she just sat there and, and said, no, we'll, we'll get through this together. And we never never said anything else on on the subject after that that was that was the final word and it was it was decided just like that and yeah i mean if there is anything within my story that that makes me that brings any emotion up from the cancer experience it is it is that that kind of indescribable courage and bravery from her and also the support and care that i had from other people around me in that time i think that is that is really what has moved me so much about i could hear the waver in your voice then when you're talking about (laughs) i thought i'd described uh, disguised it quite well it's uh it's it's funny Are you planning an upcoming conference or company offsite? For the past 15 years, I've averaged speaking at over 50 events each year, and I still love presenting at conferences as much as I did when I first started. To explore the different presentations I offer on a range of topics and themes, including physical and psychological well-being, becoming burnout-proof, connection and belonging, that's a new area I'm, I'm really enjoying presenting on neuroscience and behavior change, mental skills, and leadership and culture. Or if you'd like to understand our fully integrated conference experience with pre-event diagnostics, activities throughout the agenda, including a morning wake-up, energy breaks, team-building activities, and digital resources to embed learning, to find out more information and to download a brochure, go to andrewmay.com slash keynotes. It's a beautiful story and... It's a story you think people are going to have in their 60s or 70s or 80s, you know, stay with me. Yeah. We've been together for 40 or 50 years. Mm. We've been together for 10 days. Yeah. It's, yeah. You're teenagers. It's, <laughs> yeah. Talk about a fast track emotion roller coaster ride growing up mm. overnight. And do you, mm. on that, do you, do you think that you both missed anything because you had to grow up and evolve so quick or do you just think you've gained so much? I, I don't, yeah, I don't think we missed anything. Jemima was always even, and, and it was what drew me to her in part, was she was always very intelligent and, and mature and emotionally mature and intelligent. So if there was anyone that was going to be capable of of withstanding that kind of incoming storm and steering it down without flinching, it was always going to be her. 
And I don't, I don't think we we lost anything, but if we did, it's certainly been outweighed 50 times over by the gain which we made. And, you know, people would pay for, for such a strong and stable foundation upon which to build a relationship. And there's really nothing more that, that could have created a, a better, um, a better yeah, foundation to build upon from, from the outset. And I mean, even from, I think, yeah, what creates relationships is that, you know, vulnerability creates trust and trust creates connection. And this process that we, we went through very rapidly was I was extremely vulnerable, extremely quickly, and, and even things not only physically fragile, but things like, you know, losing all your hair within uh, a week of, of, of the a week of diagnosis. So within a couple of weeks of relationship, losing my eyebrows, my eyelashes, losing 15 kgs. I mean, I was the most physically, uh, the, the most physically disturbing to look at really that I would ever be throughout our relationship and the kind of yeah, vulnerability that that creates within you, but also just being so reliant upon her. I, I couldn't, I couldn't go out or, or take her any places. I, I had to have her come and visit me while I just lay in bed incredibly unwell. And, and that vulnerability did create trust incredibly quickly. And that trust created an incredibly strong bond and connection. So you know your I think, words when you talk about Jemima and you the compassion and love you know you're melting women's and men's and children's and then any mammal watching or listening to this you're going to have an impact on them jack valley hi again it's andrew and i hope you really enjoyed that episode we would appreciate if you helped to amplify the performance intelligence podcast by sharing episodes with your friends and with your colleagues by going to iTunes and leaving a rating and review. This really does help get the message out to a wider audience and I love reading the comments as well. If you'd like to know more about booking me as a speaker at your next annual conference or company offsite or purchasing one of the books I've written, including MatchFit, or if you'd just like to receive my monthly e-newsletter, which is called the AM edition, that has stacks of information specific to all things human performance, go to andrewmay.com. And we'll see you on the next edition of Performance Intelligence.